is the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy yo Hot time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Straws for your pussy Straws for your ears Stick the straws wherever you want Just make sure You stop chatting shit I had to think of an ending I think that that's the perfect ending Just whatever you do Just stop chatting shit Put the straws in your pussy Put the straws in your ears Just do whatever the fuck you want with the straws Just stop chatting shit Wow It feels like ages That I haven't been here Hi It's me Kalechi For another episode of SYM Yes, officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What? That's right Suck your mind Eh? Suck your mind? Suck your mom (laughs) Suck your mom Unofficially known as Suck your mom Wow It feels so odd Like I just I've had a break before Obviously Like a break of a week or whatever But it just Yeah It feels like random to Or yeah, just weird to be back But I'm back and so much has happened It was nice being away for my birthday I'm now 32 32 Da 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 32 32 Yeah I'm now 32 I'm no longer your age mate Watch who you're talking to Before you receive a backhand Or you get your jaw spun (laughs) No I know that there are people who are older than I am That listen to this show Um but yeah, um, going to Girona was really, really fun. Um, I liked Girona. As a black woman, I liked being in Girona, which is just like um, a little bit away from Barcelona. Well, quite a bit away from Barcelona, but that's like the closest place. Um, it was nice being like in countryside settings, but you had access to the beach sort of. Um, it's the kind of place you need to drive if you go there. Like you definitely need to rent a car. But I just find it like I never trust those car hire places. I just think that they're scams. But yeah, you definitely need a car to get around because otherwise taxis are just mad. Like spent so much on taxis uh, to go to dinner and stuff. But the um, resort was really nice. Like the hotel that we stayed at was really, really nice. Um and I liked, yeah, I liked Girona as a black woman because everyone just minded their business. I cannot tell you that one single person moved mad. Like literally nobody moved mad. And it's so, what got me about that whole situation was like, it's so easy not to move mad in this life. Mind your fucking business and just face your front. And that's literally what everybody did that I interacted with. Not just at the hotel, but even like near the beach or going to dinner. Like everybody just minded their business. I mean, there was like one nine-year-old girl. I think she's about nine. So specific. Specific, right but she's about nine year um, nine years old one little white girl like this we're at dinner and she starts staring up in my face like just staring and you know the way that little white children love to stare without blinking they look like something from the shining or something or children of the corn where they're just like 
with her eyes like wide open she was probably staring at me so at first i thought let me leave her so she can get like she can really feel her eyes like she can really look well well and really see a black person for the first time obviously in her fucking life in real life um so I'm leaving her and she continues to stare. So at this point, I just turn my face and I stare right back at her. So we're staring and she's staring. I'm staring. We're all staring. Stare, stare. I'm staring at her. And then she does this thing where she goes, ooh, and she stops looking as if now she's scared because I'm staring back. But I'm just like, train your children not to stare at people, most especially white people. Train your children not to stare at people because I am not above fighting a nine-year-old. I'm really not above it. Like I will kick up your child. Warn your child, please. Like it, it, I don't want it to be a beef thing because like i'll spin her i'll spin her to be honest he she i'll spin them all like tell them aj number a number but within context please within context um but yeah so like it was nice being away it's just a bit difficult because i need to learn how to relax like that's what i need to do and i think that it's one of those things where i just need to be put in like a, a room or like a igloo even maybe not an igloo because that's too cold but just somewhere secluded and just forced to relax like no access to laptops or nothing like just relaxing because I just don't know how to do it even I remember even when I was at the hospital um earlier on this year I had my laptop with me still trying to do work through um excruciating pra- uh, pain and trauma I just need to officially like learn how to relax because I can't come and kill myself in this England or even in this Spain um so yeah affirmation cards though big up the affirmation cards like they sold out in 24 hours big up all of the people who managed to get their affirmation cards like big yourselves up because you people you guys are the real MVPs like you listen to the podcast religiously you knew when they were coming out some of you were even like you know, assertive enough to realize where the cards would be. I mean, every week I tell you, if you have any letters, send them to sym at kelechiokafor.com. So where would the let where would the affirmation cards be? Obviously, kelechiokafor.com. So, like, well done to all of the people who just didn't ask me wild questions. All of the people who are now messaging, some people even messaging a week after they've sold out, a week after they were released, rather, going, I just went on your website to go and buy the cards and they're sold out. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Fam, who are you dropping question marks to? What do you expect them to just hang out there while you did everything else and then you came back to come and buy? Wild. I know that everyone has their different financial situations, but I don't even think this is the case of financial situations. I just think like you man need to plan a lot better. Um, for those who are asking, like I said on the podcast before, I made 100, 100, 100 affirmation cards and they're sold out and I have no intentions of making any more. If I like, if my arm is like proper, proper twisted as it was earlier on this week, um, maybe, maybe, or, um, you know, I might, but I doubt it. I just, I have no interest in making more than hundred. I wanted to release a hundred, hundred will release, boom, done. That's it. But also a nice grand fuck you to Royal Mail who I sent everything by, um, signed for delivery and every, um, reference that they, every reference number that they gave me pretty much didn't work. So now, um, you know, when I wanted to just have a look at how my packages were doing across the place, I couldn't even look them up, but luckily, um, pretty much everyone has released um, or received their package. So thank God for that. But Royal Mail are actual pussy clerks. Um, 
But yeah, it's 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 been a great, great time. It was great to see my affirmation cards all around the place on social media. If you have your affirmation cards, um, you know, and you're enjoying them, please do send me pictures, like nice pictures. Um, cream your fingers before you send them, please. Um, send me nice pictures of them so I can post them up on the say your um at say your mind pod Instagram page and the Twitter page. I'd love to share them. As we are getting closer to this podcast finishing, please do send me your questions, your burning questions that are burning your loins and all sorts. Do you remember to send them to me so we can finish off with a bang, with a bang. Yeah. Um, and also the live show will be on the 1st of December, Saturday, 1st of December. Let me repeat that again. The live show will be Saturday, 1st of December. Tickets are not released yet. Everything will be confirmed very, very shortly. So get ready for that. Let's move on then. Let's move on to tarot. Um, I've done quite a bit of tarot for myself this week or the past couple of weeks to really help me to like channel my prayers or to to, to guide my prayers and also to just give myself a boost because it's been, you know, it's been an exhausting couple of weeks. So yeah, let's launch into the Black Angel deck of cards by Zenju Earthlin Manuel. Um, this the card this week is the dancer. So we see a woman in a orange in an orange dress doing some shapes, cutting some shapes, looking like Thriller or looking like Janet Jackson. Um, really, really beautiful card. So it says here of the dancer, you are bringing forth all that you have to offer. On the waking path, creative, movement, action, sleeping path, passivity. Okay, on the waking path, creativity flows through your blood and keeps the heart happy. You capture the spirit of things and beings. um, Let me start that again. On the waking path, creativity flows through your blood and keeps the heart happy. You capture the spirit of all things and beings through expressing your creativity outwardly. You are always aware of what you can do and the resources around you. You move with the invisible rhythm of imagination. Living in such imagination erases the sense of limitation inside you. You are a vessel of great talent. Your originality is amazing. Your ability to manifest your dreams and visions is critical to stimulating your life. The applauses are non-stop when you move through life without worrying what others are saying. You, dancer, hold your gifts knowing that to judge them would be to let go of them. You remind us of the talents we carry and how to use them for community and not just for ourselves. As a dancer, you consider the realm of creation as that action which brings life. Without creativity to stimulate your life, dancer, you find it difficult to exist. You encourage authenticity by helping us to attend to our talents rather than working at mimicking others in our community, family or in the workplace. Creativity is both your magic and your mystery. Your creativity may not be understood by all, yet it is your life and nature to use your creativity to inspire. On the sleeping path, you often trip over your own feet. You tend to compare yourself to other people in an effort to measure your own talent or greatness. You sometimes turn your talent into a game of competition. Your emotions hinge on whether people like your work or not. This reliance on others for validation makes makes you hungry for recognition, not only for your creativity, but also for who you are. 
On a sleeping path, you can become passive. When this happens, your spirit loses its home in your disregard. To regard, uh, to regard others' abilities more highly than your own is to turn away from yourself. In a larger context, it is also a way of accepting inferiority as a way of life. Thinking small of yourself is what you might have embraced as a child in a society that mistakenly perpetuates superiority over, um, of one over the other. What you have to offer this world is worthy no matter what others say. Don't say or feel. Passivity is life without movement. To regain movement, you, have, um, you may have to take uncomfortable steps in bringing your creations into the world. The joy in creativity is giving birth to some expression of you. It is all worth the risk. Follow your imagination into discovering something deeply special about yourself. Welcome home your soul by releasing all that holds you, um, holds you back. Dance, dancer. I really like that dancer card. I feel like I really relate to it because um, I'm a dancer. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I really, really relate to it because I feel like for me personally, the way that I move through life, because as every movement is a dance, like you're literally dancing all of the time, whether you consider yourself to be or not. This life is a dance, you know, Shakespeare, that pussy class says all the world is a stage. And it really, really is like this life is your stage. And this is your chance to, you know, to perform and to dance and to be and to express yourself. So if you're measuring your own unique way of expressing yourself um, against what other people are doing and how they are expressing themselves, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And I think it's a real disrespect to God, to the universe, to your ancestors, to compare the gift that you have to the gifts that other people have. We are not made the same. And that is what we like. We really, really need to get our head around. We are not made the same. The way that you were made, you, you were divinely made. Like you were, you know, fearfully made as it says in the bible you were created specifically to be who you are and so therefore there's nobody else that has your gift nobody literally nobody else in this life right now has the exact same gift that you have no it might look similar but i promise you it's not because what you have is the what what makes it so magical is your essence and your life force you literally your breath the very fact that you are breathing makes whatever you do very different from what everybody else does. And so therefore you have to embrace that uniqueness, that individuality. Um, and it's just disrespectful to God to like look at the gift that you've been given and to go, oh, well, someone else's gift looks shinier. Bitch, their gift might just look shinier because they're standing closer to a light. It, you know, it, it just depends which under which light you're looking at the gift that you've been given. Stop watching other people's gifts. Like just stop watching other people's gifts. And the way that our gifts bloom and blossom, very, very different. They grow at different rates. They, 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 they bloom at different times. So look at the seeds that, that you've got and that have been planted well and that you are in, you know for sure that they're going to blossom and they're going to bloom. You're looking at them being like, well, that person's flowers are blooming. Bitch, what's happening with mine? You cannot dictate the time or place when your blessings are going to come to fruition. All you can do is make sure that you're behaving as you should and you're not acting like a dickhead in a mug out in these streets because you feel like your gifts haven't been actualized yet. So 
Now that most of you have your affirmation cards, the ones of you that ordered it, <laughs> we're now going to be implementing the affirmation cards into the readings also. So we're going to have basically three cards to talk with. But I think that that's going to help me give you, man, a more rounded discussion when it comes to this tarot section. So quite rightly so, the affirmation card that I pulled this week says, I've got the juice, I've got the source. You have all of the alert to command your world. Nobody has your particular brand of sauce or juice stunt on these hoes. I wrote that specifically. I wrote these affirmation cards, not just for like other people. I wrote them really, really for myself and to remind myself all of the time. I think that doing the things that I do, I see people getting, you know, all of this nationwide acclaim and I'm just like, rah, so I'm doing all of this. When will my turn be? And when I did a reading for myself last night, after just coming back from doing, um, a talking Nottingham. I am Nottingham. I did a reading for myself and I prayed before doing the reading. And I said that, you know, I wanted my dad to be, to give me advice. And it's one of the most beautiful readings I've ever, ever done in like my entire time of, you know, delving into tarot and things like that. It was so loving and so kind and I write it down. So I write it down. So it's not just um, me thinking it. I write it down and I allow myself to not even just go into a trance of sorts, but just go into a space where I'm not writing as me. And the message that came through was exactly what I needed. And I was, the message was pretty much like, stop worrying about what's going to happen. You are destined to do amazing things. You are doing amazing things. Enjoy the things that you are doing now. And the image was brought to my mind of like, again, a garden. And it's really, I'm going to talk about that a lot more because that seems to be what really keeps coming up in the imagery recently. But this garden and, you know, I've planted things and they've grown and I've got a massive garden and I've, plant, I've planted other things that haven't bloomed yet. Yeah, I'm looking over somebody else's fence going, but fam, they've got a fucking Amazon forest on the other side. What's going on? And it's just that reminder that stop watching other people's gardens focus on your garden, enjoy the things that have bloomed and give time to the things that haven't yet bloomed, but keep watering them, keep making sure that they have, um, you know, sunlight and the sunlight is really your happiness and gratitude. That is the sunlight that helps the things to bloom in your life. Pull up. That is a bar. Fucking hell. That came to me from nowhere. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Collect you. You're such a baby girl. Yeah. Anyway, back to the say your mind affirmation card. I've got the juice. I've got the source. You have all of the alert to command your world. Nobody has your particular brand of source or juice. Stunt on these hoes. I need you all, wherever you are today, as you're listening to this, to stunt on every other motherfucker that you see today. From the time that you're listening to this to when it, you know, to the to the time you go to bed. Stunt on every hoe. Stunt on everybody. Because you're really, really and truly bad out in these streets. Nobody, literally. Literally nobody else is like you. Not a single soul is like you. Not a single soul has the gifts that you have. You are so unique and you're so divine and you need to really really appreciate that. Be grateful for that. And no matter what mood you're in today, maybe you felt a bit low when you before you started listening to this or maybe you're just feeling high already. Go feel even higher. There, there's there's no limit. Feel even higher. And if you were feeling low, pick that mood up because you you're you're amazing for even still being here. 
You're amazing for even still being here. So stunt on everybody because nobody else can be like you. And the reason I say that is when I pull the traditional, I'll call it traditional, but the Kaleidodope deck by Crystal Banner, which is now like my favorite tarot deck, um, the Sun card came out. And I just thought that's everything's linking together. And the Sun card is again a reminder. And this is a major arcana card. And this is a reminder that everything is as it should be for you. Like literally everything is as it should be for you. And things are blooming that you have no idea about. Like literally the sun, the the the, the, the light of God is shining over your life right now and everything is sprouting as, and blooming as it should. Give it time. And just like the sunflower, just like the sunflower follows the sun, you need to follow the sun. You need to follow the sunlight. Go where happiness is calling you. Wherever happiness is shining on you, wherever God's light is shining on you, keep turning your face there. There's no point in looking into darkness. For what? What are you looking for there really? I know that, you know, we say that we should do a lot of shadow work and embrace all of ourselves as we are. But there's an, a difference between like embracing all of ourselves as we are and just like like wallowing in darkness. You've got way too much to offer to be doing that. And so the sun card, I just, it's, it's a positive thing. It's a positive card letting us know that. And I think that what's beautiful is that the card is blue. So we've got a clear blue sky and we see a big sunflower and the sun is embedded in the middle just to remind us that nature, everything comes together. But we've got a, a blue sky, but we've also got patches of cloud. And that is just to remind us, just a teeny bit of cloud to remind us that none of this is without struggle. Nobody's saying that you're going to wake up and everything's going to fall on your lap. Be prepared for the struggle the same way that you're prepared for the blessing because the blessing does not come without the struggle. So you've got to really just firm up the thing and, and deal with it. Um, and I say that because uh, these two cards came out together, actually. The sun card came out with the seven of coins. And the seven of coins, the way that Crystal Banner's drawn, uh, drawn it in the Kaleidodote deck is um, she's drawn some potatoes underneath the soil. And this is really interesting to me because with potatoes, you don't see them. You don't know that they're there. You just see the leaves. Um, you don't know that they're there until they've proper, 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 you know, they've, they're ready. That's when you know. But otherwise, you don't know that they're under, um, under the surface. You don't know that they're growing if you aren't the one that planted them. And I think that this potato imagery just really sums up the whole thing for me that all of the things that will nourish you in this life, that will sustain you, all the things that will give you sustenance in the long term, you might not be able to see them there, um, but they are growing. There's evidence of them growing in your life. So I'm asking you today to look for where those things, look for where the leaves are. Even if you can't see the potatoes, look for where the leaves are, the potato leaves are, because that's giving you an indication that the things that you are expecting, the things that you want in your life, they are growing under the surface and when they're ready you're going to enjoy it motherfucker you can make like chips yeah you can make uh, shepherd's pie up in this bitch you can make mashed potato up in this joint you can do uh, patatas bravas up in this bitch like you can do so many things once your potatoes are ready look for the leaves know where the leaves are so you know where the potatoes are going to grow and just keep shining the light of gratitude over it and watering it with rest and hard work and everything will come to you when it's time in the extra content big up
Big up my Patreons, uh, my patrons rather on patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. We'll be looking at the Four of Cups. And it's interesting because the Four of Cups came up for me when I did the reading last night asking my dad um, to talk to me. So I'm going to talk to you more about the Four of Cups and the extra content. If you want to join us in the extra content, like I said, it's Kelechi, it's patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. So we're going to discuss that in the context of the cards because I think that some of you might be behaving like I'm behaving um, at the moment. So you might need the extra card um, that I'm going to talk about later on. So that's that. That's the tarot for this week. Um, let's look at Share Your Magnificence. My first Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to Maria. I just met a girl named Maria. That's from West Side Story, in case y'all bitches didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I love West Side Story. I played Maria uh, in uh, in primary school, actually, with Ryan. Ryan was... What was the name of the uh, the guy? See, I don't even remember the name of the guy in, in West Side Story. He'll come to me later and I'll be like, damn it. But yeah, my Share Your Magnificence goes out to Maria, who is now my PA. Maria, I met her when I went to go and do a talk, after, uh, the post-show talk of Bubbly Black, Bubbly Black Girl at Stratford Theatre, Stratford East Theatre, if that's what they call it. Um, she was in the audience she went to see the play. She was in the audience and I was talking. And from there, she was just like, yep, this woman, I think she's lit. And I've known her since then. Maria has, is one of those people who saw that I've got a lot going on. And she just kind of thought, how can I help? How can I use the things that I already have, my talents, my skills? How can I use it to help in this situation? And it came at such a great time because everyone has been saying to me, you should get a PA, you should get a PA. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I just, mm." the reason I was saying I don't know is because I've got major trust issues. I don't really trust people. I'm very, very, I'm a very private person. There are things that I share. um, And as a point of discussion, when I do this podcast or my Insta stories and things like that, but I'm a very private person. Even my family members, I don't go around like sharing my business with family members. It's just the kind of person that I am. Like literally, um, I'm what I'm an INFJ. Privacy is my thing. So I just felt like to have a PA means that I have to share things with this person. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But Maria has shown herself to be like extremely trustworthy, extremely efficient and just such a beautiful soul. Um, I went with her to the Afro Republic um, show that happened at the O2. Just it's amazing being around her because her energy is so beautiful. So big up Maria. And so um, this is an introduction for all of you who um, send me messages that you want to meet for coffee and you want to do this and you want to do that. You're likely to just hear from Maria now, just giving that space. Because if Maria doesn't respond, you're going to find I don't respond to you for weeks on end. Um, So I feel like slowly, slowly I'm building those boundaries I've got a personal line that only my mum and my, you know, my close family and friends have that number. So all of like nine people. Um, And then I've got the business line. So that gives me a break from having to like interact with people all the time. And now I have a PA. So that kind of creates even more boundaries and keeps everyone at bay. 
and makes life very, very much more pleasurable for me. Maria, thank you so much just for just being an absolute baby girl. You'll see that she's made a post. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that she's made a post on my page now. So you know all of the places I'm going to be for the rest of October into the beginning of November. Like she's just mad efficient. Um, and I appreciate her greatly. Maria, may God continue to bless you for just being so kind and so beautiful and extremely wonderful and honest with everything that you share. Um, I appreciate you greatly. So two slaps on your chest, home girl. Keep up the good work. Um, and then after Maria, my next shout out goes to Alicia. I don't know what it is about white blonde women being my saviors when... I am in distress. It's so weird to me. I feel like it's life's one of life's funniest jokes. Um, last week, I went to uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I went to class after having like a very exhausting Monday after coming back from Spain. Um, the guy that I've spoken about on this show before, who likes to send me abuse online, he decided that he was also going to attend this talk that I was doing on Monday and be sitting right up in my face. And that just triggered me so much. I don't like to throw around the word trigger, but it really triggered me because I just thought, how dare you? Even on my birthday when I was in Spain, do you know what I got? I got a call from the police going, oh, someone reported in August that you um you harassed them online. And it was the same guy, the same motherfucker who messaged me, who was the one who tweeted at me first ever. I hadn't ever interacted with this prick. He, he tweeted at me first, oh, um, people block you because you're obnoxious and people felt sympathy for you and gave you a blank check to do whatever you like online. Stay quiet in your twerk studio. And I thought, fam, who the fuck are you? So now, because now I'm giving you the vim, I'm giving you that energy back. Suddenly it's like, oh, police come and save me. So you want the police to save you after you're the one looking for trouble with people online, after you're the one moving mad and sending people videos that they didn't ask you for, different women sending them videos that they didn't ask you for online. Like everywhere you go, there'll be turmoil because the person you are online is not not the person that you are in real life and you like to look for trouble. So anyway, after having to deal with that on the Monday, I was extremely exhausted and I went to BJJ on the Tuesday to try and pick my mood up. Bigger mistake, bigger mistake. Do not go to Brazilian jiu-jitsu if your mind is not 100% on the ting because trust that to be the day that all of the higher belts were preparing for um, a competition at the weekend. So basically we became this conveyor belt, the rest of us that went to them one by one to get brucked up. Oh, for the for for 90 minutes straight, you were just grappling, grappling, grappling and sparring with um, you know, with that and um, with the higher belts. So, but then there was this black belt who bodied me the first time. And then this time I, I kind of got my own in there a little bit. I was really proud of myself. But throughout, throughout the course of doing this, one person put me in an arm lock. And this is why I say don't go to Brazilian jiu-jitsu if your mind's not 100%. Because he put me in an arm lock. Instead of me to tap out, I was there like just really contemplating life like gosh, I'm so tired. I'm so fed up of everybody around me. And my, these times my arms being twisted in another direction. And then finally I was just like, oh shit. And then I tapped. Um, I didn't feel anything at the time. Class finished. I went to have a deep tissue massage. I think that exacerbated the, you know, the pain as well because he was proper grinding into my shoulders and everything else. Only for me to get home. Want to put on my hoodie before I go to teach in the evening. And I just felt a... That was it, just a... And then my arm started seizing up. By the time it was time for me to teach at 7 p.m., I could not move my right arm. It, was, it had swollen up so much and I was in it, so much pain. Not like mad, mad pain, but I was in pain. Um, 
And I thought I could firm it. But from the time I couldn't even bring my hand up to my hips anymore or to my waist, I just knew that something was wrong. So I went to tell my students that, oh, you know, we're not going to have class today. Sorry about that. And I said, I've hurt my arm and I need to take myself to A&E. And someone popped their head round. Alicia popped her head round the door and she was like, I'm a doctor. I can look at your arm for you. And in my head, I started laughing because it was exactly the same thing on the day that the miscarriage was happening. I was at the studio. I felt extremely unwell, like I was about to pass out. And Courtney was there. Big up Courtney. She's now moved back to Australia. I don't know why you wanted to move back there. We'll miss you greatly. Anyway, Courtney was there. And she was like, I'm a paramedic. I'll look at you. All white blonde women. So I just feel like, can I really continue this show? Every time I'm dragging these women and actually they're the ones that pop up when I need them most. So big up Alicia because she came with me to, um, she checked my arm and she was just like, yeah, I think you've dislocated it um, or dislocated your elbow. So she followed me to A&E. She stayed with me um, for most of the time until my partner arrived and yeah, it was just so beautiful. We had such great conversation and I wouldn't have had that chance to have a conversation with her um, un unless that kind of thing happened. And it was just nice. It was such a vibe, you know, discovering things about people who otherwise, you know, they're students, they come in, they go, and I don't know much about their lives. And so that was really nice. In the end, we found out they did an x-ray and haven't, I hadn't dislocated my elbow, but I had torn like a tendon that links, that holds my tricep. Good news, bad news, tomato, tomato, who knows? Anyway, I'm I'm able to move my arm now, but it's, I'm just being very careful with it. So big up white blonde women who pop up at the most opportune times to help me. It's really odd. I think it's like God being like, ha ha, ha ha, look at what I'm doing, ha ha. Um, but I really appreciate you, Alicia. Two slaps on your chest. Thanks for that. Um, and then Tanya... Tanya works for a company, an organization that um, I wouldn't have probably had access to. But because she listens to the show and she was just like, you talk about the subversive ways that we can help each other. She actually brought me in on a major look and a major vibe um, with one of like the most influential like media people in this country. She brought me into a room where I was involved in a discussion with this person. So I just have to big you up, Tanya, because you're doing bits and you're doing bobs. Everyone's doing bits and doing bobs. I really, really appreciate all of you people who use the jobs that you have and the influence that you have to bring me in on opportunities. Like God will continue to bless you. Like the kindness that you show today will be like a million blessings for you tomorrow. I appreciate you all so, so much. Two slaps on everybody's chest. Thank you so much. Now, after all of that positivity and long-windedness from me, let's get into the madness of this week. Oh, God. Here we go. So you mad this week. We're going to start with Bette Midler. Bette Midler, I can't tell you how much this hurts me to do because if you know me, you know that I studied musical theatre at Brit School. You know that I'm a lover of musical theatre. I know him so well. Sorry, I just thought I'd put that in there. Anyway, um, Bette Midler, how could you do this to me? I just want the white women that have impacted my childhood and my teenage years to just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and don't say anything. Just don't alert me to your racism because there's only so much I can take. I just want to be a baby girl that sings musical theater songs, but you're ruining all of these show tunes for me when you decide to act wild. 
Did Bette Midler sing? Yeah, I'm sure she was the one that sang I Know Him So Well for Chess, the play. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it was some another song. Well, she's in another song that I love as well. Anyway, anyway, that's not the point. Bette Midler decided to tweet after the Kavanaugh, um, Brett Kavanaugh shit show that happened in America. She tweeted, women are the N-word of the world. Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, enduring the pain and danger of childbirth and life in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Bet Midler, put a straw in the middle of your mother and suck her dry. You're not in my suck your mum, you're in so you mad, but this enrages me. Women are the N-word of the world. You know who is the N-word of the world? Literally black women. Black women are that. When you say women are the N-word um, N of the world, that tells me that you actually don't consider black women to be women because otherwise you would have known that that's some bullshit because there are, if we're talking about women are the niggers of the world, there are actual niggers in inverted commas that are women. So therefore there are already people in that position that you are now wanting to claim. She says, raped it happens to black women all of the time. It's been happening for centuries. Beaten, again, happens to black women, happened to black women for centuries. Enslaved, literally black women were enslaved, you fucking dickhead. Then married off, worked like dumb animals. Sounds a lot like slavery. Denied education. Sounds a lot like slavery, apartheid, colonization. Hmm. And inheritance, misogynoir, all of the things that black women endure. Enduring the pain and danger of childbirth. Oh, do you mean the childbirth that disproportionately the mortality rates for black women surviving childbirth are disgusting? Or are you talking about the fact that black women are given less pain relief medication at a significantly lower rate than it is given to white women? Are you talking about that? No, you're not. Because you don't know what you're talking about. You're just chatting shit all of the time. Just, just pressing Buttons on your phone Just pressing buttons anyhow And just doing bullshit And this is the result Instead of you to go and excrete the feces Out of your bum hole You're using your fingers to excrete the feces Onto your Twitter page And that's the problem um, And life um, She goes um, Enduring the pain and danger of childbirth And life in silence for thousands of years Again, sounds a lot like black women. Um, the, they are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. White women need to start getting themselves in order. Sexism exists. Racism exists. So consider the fact that therefore there is racialized sexism, which is also known as misogynoir when it's directed at black women. So everything you've described there literally happens to black women every day and has been happening to black women for centuries. So don't now try to erase thousands of years of things that have happened to black women 
by suddenly going, oh, hey, look, me, I'm a white woman. These things are happening to me now. And I'm, you know, it's, the, it's horrible. No, no, but you, it's, it's been happening. And then she made it worse because obviously people got her ass. People got her, her ass together. People told her about her entire pussy. She came back and she was just like, oh, I see that some people are up, um, offended by what I've said. I was just quoting a Yoko Ono song. Yoko Ono, can Yoko Ono suck her mum? That's what she can do. Yoko, it was rude in the 70s when Yoko Ono released it. It was, it was racist then and it's racist now. Just because you told me that it's Yoko Ono does not make it any better. She, her, John Lennon, all of them, all of them can fuck off. Yeah. So don't come now and tell me, oh, well, Yoko Ono said it. So what? Because it was a person of color, because you guys love this terminology, because it's a person of color that said it, that makes it okay. She's an Asian woman chatting shit about black women. It's again, everyone knows that everyone claims that racism doesn't exist. But the moment that you want to talk about your struggle, it's like, oh my God, I'm being treated like a nigger. Oh, so for you to know that you're being treated like a nigger, that means that therefore you know that niggers are mistreated the most in society. Can we agree on that? Bette Midler really let herself down. Like I can't even sing any of the show tunes or any of the tunes that I like from her with with a peaceful heart now because she went and did that bullshit. I just... (sighs) This is why um, Akugo and Majulo were saying that Black women need to accept that there will never really truly be a space for us within womanhood as this society knows it. Because white women have been raised, have been reared to believe that they are the ones who have monopoly on femininity and womanhood. The rest of us are just there in the outskirts like some any backup dancers. Backup dancer! Yeah, no. Sorry, that that just came to me. What are you, man? There, backup dancers. No, we're not. We're not backup dancers. Black women, women of color, are not here to be backup dancers for white women. We're not here for your show, especially since your seasonless show only means that we're putting ourselves into further danger. We're not here for it. Um. So yeah, Bet Midler can fuck off because that really aggravated me and it really saddened me that she wanted to really double down and be like, well, I was quoting Yoko Ono. I think one of them girls, one of them black women that know her, that don't want her to get her entire scalp ripped off her head, must have messaged her and said, babes, this is not what, this is not the hill you want to die on. So she came back and wrote another tweet and she was just like, oh, I want to be a true ally. I've now realized that by saying what I said, I'm erasing women who are ex- already black women who already experience this every day. Rare, 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 tear, tear. Said all of this stuff. But if that was the tweet that you sent straight after that initial tweet, I'd have believed you. But for the fact that you came with your entire chicken chest and tried to say, oh no, um, this is what I meant. And Yoko Ono, I was quoting Yoko Ono. Just lets me know that you don't truly believe that you've done anything wrong. You don't care. You're being defensive. That's that white fragility at play again. Don't have time for it. Fuck off. Um... Anyway, moving on then, um, this is quite going to take a sad turn. RIP, rest in peace, Naomi Hersey. Naomi Hersey is a black trans woman who um, was killed last week or two weeks ago now. Um, And it makes me sad because the killer, a man, would you believe it? This happened in London, FYI. The killer called his girlfriend to come and help him clean up the scene after he'd stabbed Naomi Hersey numerous times. 
And it's interesting to me because transphobic people love to say, oh, well, I just don't want to be around trans people because I feel like they're a danger to society. No, no. You know who is a danger to society? Transphobic people. You people are the danger to society because for some reason you can't seem to just let trans people live their lives. You've most especially black trans women, you motherfuckers can't seem to just let them live their lives. Like you're so intrigued, so fascinated by them, so fascinated by them that a lot of you men who claim to be, oh, I'm so straight, I'm so straight, but your max, your toxic heterosexuality. Um, means that when you do interact with trans women, black trans women um, in this case, you then end up killing them because you, all your transphobia, you get so confused about what that means for your sexuality and rah, 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 then you end up killing them. And it needs to stop. It angers me that the media chose to not res um, respect Naomi Hersey's womanhood because they kept dead naming her um, and dead naming means that, you know, um, a trans person has told you the name that they want to be affirmed by and you choose to refer to them by what you deem as their birth name or like their given name. You're ignoring what they've asked you to do um, and you want to do something else because you want to remind them that, no, 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 this is not who you are. I don't think that this is who you are. I want to refer to you as how, you no. Refer to people as they want to be referred to. It's, it's, it's not hard. Just do it. So the media um, was very, very slow to report this. And they dead named Naomi Hersey. They kept referring to her as a he. And they just... What, what vexes me the most about this, apart from obviously the death of Naomi Hersey and the violence of... the Just the general violence inflicted on um, trans people um, and specifically black trans women, is that... Because this, the media, as we're dealing with it, is inherently racist and horrible, they misnamed Naomi Hersey. Um, they um, misgendered, deadnamed her. Um, but also, because they misgendered her, they were then able to conflate the stabbing and killing of Naomi Hersey as another stabbing or knife crime um, incident in London you know, as a stat, they, they've basically conflated it, added it to the stats as like, oh, another black man has been killed or has been stabbed. But it's not a black man. It's a black woman that's been killed. So, but you know that they did it that way because then it helps their stats. Like, look, knife crime is terrible. You're saying knife crime is terrible, but you allude to it being black on black crime. But in this case, Naomi Hersey wasn't killed by a black man. So what now? But you just be like, oh, knife crime, knife crime, knife crime is so terrible in London. But this is how you're fucking up the statistics because you're adding people to those stats who aren't part of the stats. You are focused mainly on the fact that it's black men or black men and boys who are, um, you know, being killed or the, all this violence is happening around black men and boys But this is a black woman This is a black trans woman that this happened to And it's important that it's a black trans woman And we, and we understand that So we understand the specific violence that's been inflicted here But um, it's just extremely sad um, But Pink News reported on it One of the only few places that like refer to Naomi properly um, And they said 
A London trans woman was drugged and stabbed to death by a man she met online, a court has heard. Jesse McDonald, 25, denies murder over the death of Naomi Hersey, who was killed in Hounslow, West London, in March 2018. The old baby heard this week that Hersey and Mac- um, had met McDonald on a hookup website called Fab Swingers. They met at her house and spent three days together. Listen to that. So, you, as whoever the fuck you are, this man, you go and meet someone on this website and you spend three days with this woman. So you were really enjoying, you were really enjoying yourself. And then everything starts to settle in your own self-loathing, your, 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 just your transphobia, your, just your nastiness, your evilness, your vileness starts to set in. And so then after three days of doing enjoyment, enjoyment, reality, as it were, now hits you. And so they then went back to Heathrow Palace Hotel, where McDonald had been staying. McDonald is accused of drugging Hersey before killing her with a knife and broken bottle. According to The Guardian, uh, prosecutor Mark Haywood, QC, said, after a time, Jesse McDonald drugged her, fought with her, and eventually killed her, stabbing and cutting her multiple times with a broken bottle and knife and perhaps other things. Perhaps other things. So that, but that, in my mind, that evokes the imagery that it was so angry, like it was so vicious. But the anger wasn't for um, Naomi; it was for himself and hating himself. And this is why I say that all of you men need to go and fix the fuck up and work through your sexism. We are not existing the same in this society, and you need to go and work through whatever sexuality issues that you have. You need to go and work through it and stop inflicting such violence on on gay people or on just people in within the LGBTQ um, community. You just need to go and take your fuckeries elsewhere. Go away. Go away. You're literally a danger to the rest of society men are such a danger to our society yet we all want to dance around it the newspapers are now reporting that women shouldn't wear headphones and because when women wear headphones they're likely to be attacked by men do you know that the way that society is when i'm walking home at night I have headphones in, but I have to turn off the music after a while so I can be aware of my surroundings because you never know what motherfucker is going to try a thing. You never, ever know. And it's, of course, it's always men. You, you just never know. But now they're saying don't even wear the headphones because if you don't wear the headphones, then these motherfuckers are made more aware of the fact that, oh, you'll be more alert. And so, you know, they'll stay away from you. You keep putting the impetus on people on women to be the one to adapt and to fix things when you should be addressing them how about hey men hey hey guys how about we just don't um sexually assault women how about we just don't rape women how about we just don't grab them up in the street for no reason how about we just leave women alone no no one is getting men to fix the fuck up. It's, oh, women, you know, those men are extremely terrible. Do you mind just not wearing earphones? Do you mind just not listening to music and living your sweet life? Do you mind not going running after 6 p.m.? In fact, don't go running at all in case men shout to you like, fat pom-pom gyal, which is what I always get whenever I go running. Like, so many things. So many things. All that anger that this this man felt because he doesn't know who the fuck he is. He inflicted all of that anger and hatred on Naomi and killed her. 
He then, what gets me is then the stories that he started telling. He told his girlfriend a story and he told his mum a story. He said, um, here, when it was done, when she was dead, he tried to clean it up and avoid detection. Because obviously he killed her at the hotel. Um, according to that Pussy Clark newspaper, um, the court heard that McDonald then went to get cleaning products, contacting his girlfriend, Natalia Darkovska, who was 17 at the time, for help cleaning the hotel room. In text messages to Darkovska, he wrote that he had fucked up and told her there was um, that he was a big, that he got a big drug dealer on his floor who won't wake up. Massive black guy. So, when you were doing enjoyment, enjoyment, you went on to Fab Swingers. So that means that your girlfriend doesn't even know that you were fucking out on her. That's one thing. But, and she doesn't obviously know that you um, had decided to meet up with this trans woman. Now that your eyes have seen your ears, you spent three days with this woman, three days doing enjoyment, enjoyment. Then your hatred overwhelmed you and you decided to kill her. You killed her and then suddenly you remembered that, oh, this is what I can do. I'm going to frame it as if, yes, it's a man. It's a man and it's a drug dealer. Listen to all of the violent things there. So it's the race, it's the racism. This is what I'm saying to you that it's very, very specific. It being done towards a black woman because now you're like, oh, what do black people do that, um, you know, they can be really, really hated for. Yes, drug dealing, even though some of the most powerful drug dealers in the UK, in fact, in the world are not black at all. But okay, keep up with your st stories there. So, um, so yeah, a big black guy on my floor. So obviously, Natalia is now going to arrive being like, oh, this guy, this, this guy, this drug dealer guy tried to kill my man. And then you now want to help him. You now want to help him get rid of a woman's body. Because he told you that it's a big black guy It's a big drug dealer He then told his mum Because he then He told his mum about it He then told his mum Where is it? So no So Natalia went and got Cleaning products to help with the fuckeries Then um, He's uh, I'm trying to find where he told his mum Oh This is what's interesting That the prosecutor said Which I definitely definitely agree with Natalia and Jesse were thinking to themselves um, that they could get away with this murder because it, they felt that because of this person's lifestyle, which I don't agree with that terminology, but whatever, because of this person's lifestyle, um, lifestyle they were un unlikely to be missed. And I think that that is very, very true in this society. Black trans women are killed all of the time because people don't expect that they have loved ones who will miss them. And that is... Not true, yeah But also, it goes to show that they are aware That we live in a transphobic society In, an hom in a homophobic society also So that they think that, well The likelihood is that if you are living like this And living your best life in this way Then your family must have rejected you at some point So no one's going to come searching for you You must be doing all of this in secret So nobody will know that you're missing And that's why we all need to care more about trans people that's why I'm dedicating so much time to talking about it now Because most of us don't interact as much as, as we think with trans people So therefore, the, the violences that are inflicted upon them 
kind of exist in our peripherals and we're just like, oh, not a big deal. Doesn't affect me. What's my business? No, it is our business. It's all of our business. It's all of our business. We need to care more about our fellow person because otherwise people can move mad in this way and kill people and get away with it thinking that, yeah, nobody's going to miss them. We miss her, bitch. We miss her. We miss her because you tried it and you're vile and you're nasty and you deserve to rot wherever they put you. Disgusting stuff. Anyway, um, the court also heard that Jesse McDonald had also called his mother Sally Finley. See why I'm always using the name Sally. Yeah. See what see what Sallys do. They give birth to people like Jesse. All right. Anyway, Sally. Um, he contacted his mother Sally Finley, telling her an elaborate false story involving being kidnapped and raped by pedophiles. First of all, which is this is funny to me because pedophiles. You're not. Are you five years old? You're a 25 year old man. Why would pedophiles want to rape you? But again, it's it's that homophobia, that transphobia that's coming forward. That oh oh, I don't want to ne- be near a a person. You know, like in his mind, I don't want to be near a guy that likes guys because they're gonna rape me. Someone said something really interesting on Twitter the other day, and they said men only seem to understand consent. When you talk about or Straight men only seem to understand consent The moment that you talk about Gay men being near them Suddenly men understand consent then Suddenly they start thinking the way that women think Every single day Oh I don't want a gay guy to be near me I don't want to get drunk around a gay guy In case he tries a thing But you guys are the ones that when women are drunk around you You start touching them up And we're going to come to that later in the extra content But you'll be doing all of these things to women But when it's translated to another man doing it to you Suddenly it's like oh 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 see So apply that Apply, take out, extract the homophobia and just apply the way that you don't want to be violated. Apply that knowledge to women and understand how we do not want to be violated. But to him, you know, he had to tell this story about being raped um, and kidnapped by by pedophiles because he wanted it to be all be sordid and, and wild. So wait, where are the rest of the pedophiles? How is there only one I, I, that that that's there like... I don't get it. So because he told his mum this wild story, she then falsely um, filed a missing persons report about him. So to kind of help his story to make it more robust. Um, So he basically lied to both of the women in his life. And this is also part of the problem. Like as as cisgendered women, we... Enable violence We enable the violence That happens to trans people Because We support Men In their fuckeries We support Cishet men um, In their fuckeries Um because then they get to get away with these violences And it's about uphold, uphold Ultimately it's about upholding patriarchy And that's what we're doing in these sort of situations So That story just really really got to me And I felt that I want Like I needed to share it And I needed to share it because even in death, there's still so much violence being inflicted on Naomi. The fact that newspapers don't want to report this correctly. And the fact of the matter is that if you don't name the demon, the demon will continue to haunt you. I said this when I was in Nottingham yesterday as well. Because we don't want to um, address the transphobia in our society, 
it will continue to fester. So because newspapers aren't reporting on this pop, uh, properly and they keep referring to Naomi Hersey as a man and as a black man, black man, knife stabbing, black man, black man, it means that it's being lost in all the other stories and we're not focusing on it for the specific type of violence that it is in that it's it's the violence inflicted specifically on black trans women. All of that matters. The blackness, the um, you know, the, the trans um, gender all of that matters in this. So Naomi, I pray that your soul is somewhere much better than this vile fucking earth and that justice is served. You deserve all of the justice because things can't continue like this at all. And I, I just pray that you find some peace not being in this dusty, dirty physical realm. So that's what I wanted to share about Naomi. Um, moving on to Suck Your Mum You're probably wondering Why weren't those two stories in Suck Your Mum um, Or, you know, Straw of the Week But it's because There is just so much fuckery in this world Just so much fuckery in this world Yeah, that's why it's not there um, So Jamila Jamil is one of our straws for this week She um, Jamila Jamil gets one of the straws for this week Um this was sent in by, I'm going to give her a fake name. This was sent in by Bertha. <laughs> you're probably going to be like, why did she name me Bertha? I just like the name Bertha. So you're called Bertha. Bertha says, hi, Kalechi. I hope this email finds you well. I'm emailing because I've had something weighing on my mind for a long time. After your interview with the BBC regarding Serena Williams and that cartoon, I really wanted to speak about something that's been bothering me. But before I go on, I wanted to say, I've seen you evolve into this spectacular person over this last year. I'm so proud. Since following you, not only have I learned a lot, I've laughed a lot. And I'm just in awe of being able to watch you on your journey into becoming the person you were destined to be. But, but, please look after yourself. A baby girl can't be tired all the time. I'm writing this at 1.30 a.m., but shh. Um, I want to talk uh, talk about Jamila Jamil. It's even a bit upsetting because this whole situation triggered slash upset me a little bit. So excuse any mistakes in the email. Your email's perfect, by the way, grammatically um, perfect, everything. Anyway, she goes, she's a problem, period. Her anti-blackness is rife. I remember reading her tweets a few days ago and I got upset. I was personally mad at her because she tweets a coded anti-black tweets and disguises it around feminism. For example, she tweeted about how music nowadays is all about hoes and bitches, but in the 1950s, it was respectful towards women. Towards which women, Jamila? Towards which women? Because from what I remember, black people weren't even allowed to drink at the same water fountains as white people. So what? which women was it being respectful to? Again, you guys and your ahistoric hot takes, just shut the fuck up. That's from me, by the way, not from Bertha. Anyway, Bertha says, um, I mean, first of all, listen to the Isley brothers and Ray Charles and report back to me, uh, report back, sis, but whatever. I'm a musician and I was ready to fight. There are several issues with this tweet, e.g. how she obviously chose African-American vernacular to further validate her invalid point, but we could be here all day. We could ha have a key key about how this girl who we all remember from T4 on Saturday mornings is a problem, but this kind of behavior is dangerous. I respect the work that she's done in regards to eating disorders because I suffer from it currently, but when you are constantly weaponizing your words or actions with anti-blackness, it has a knock-on effect, you guessed it, on black people. 
I'm not going to fully center myself in this, but I shared on Facebook, um, I took her L, I know, um, about how I feel about a situation surrounding Jamila Jamil. She made a very wrong comment about Beyonce in 2013, essentially criticizing her self-titled album because she felt as if um, she didn't think showing ass correlated um, with being empowering. And I had white women comment on the post pauses, telling me how black women are underrepresented and over-sexualized in the media. Therefore, Jamila was only pointing out how Beyonce was a product of a patriarchal system. This is coming from white women who at the drop of a hat will, will run to go and support white masculinity, white patriarchy at every turn. But they always know the all the theories, all the theories when it comes to black bodies. Shut up. Um, there is so much wrong with this statement I don't need to tell you what's wrong with this statement But when other people of colour start talking with anti-black statements It gives white people the confidence to start chatting As if I don't have a degree in cussing you the fuck out when you're wrong Yes sis um, I would like to see any melanin deficient person try me And tell me about my experience as, li um, as living as a black woman um, Living as a black woman And see if they live to tell the tale Woo Now this is not to say that Jamila Jamil shouldn't feel as if she can't speak up about issues she sees in the industry. She's more than welcome. But don't try and tear down black culture, then align yourself with it when it deems when it seems appropriate to you because you see it's popular now. And that goes for any other person of color. You may think it's cute to play devil's advocate now when white people are listening to you, but when they spit you back out again, who's usually the first person you go to? Who do you reference when you want to start a movement? People like Nina Simone, right? Hmm. Yeah, thought so. Put some respect on our culture. So JJ needs to do so much better. My straw of the week goes out to her. I want her to find her straw, center herself, and suck up all that attention that she very much craves. And all the white women who want to jump into my mentions can get complimentary straws because Beyonce voice. I'm nice. I profusely apologize for the extra long email and any grammar mistakes I've made. Now finishing this email, I've sat here for about 30 to 40 minutes just reading it over and over. I think this hurt me more than I thought it would, but I didn't want to trigger you or essentially bring you more stress than you probably already have on your plate. Congratulations on your shop, by the way. I can't wait to see more blessings come your way. Two slaps on your chest. But, but thank you for taking the time to read my emails. Um, my email, kindest regards, Bertha. Thank you, Bertha. Thank you, Bertha, love. Um, I totally agree. Like, I don't know what it is. I swear down, I don't know what it is. My spirit can't take to Jamila Jamil. There's something about her that's just so like at any moment she can move extremely mad with one of her statements. And it's one of those when you will try and call her out on it and she'll go, But I am a woman of color too, and I understand the struggle, and all our struggles happen together. And blah, 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 shut down, shut down, reset, shut, shut up, reboot, fuck off. That's why I don't interact with her online. I don't, whenever people retweet her, I just mind my business because I just, I can't take her. And it's so easy for women of color and for white women to keep coming for Beyonce. Like even when I wasn't like a Beyonce fan, I still felt like, can you bitches shut up? Nobody, go, there are so many white artists, white singers, white, you know, um, 
other people that you could be focusing on, non-black people of color that you can be focusing on all of your energy, but all of you only ever want to focus on black women, specifically black women who are successful and visible. That's where you want to direct all of your frustration towards. Leave us alone. I beg, leave us alone. What? Leave us alone. You know what? Fuck right off. That's right. Leave us alone. We just, every day, every day, black women. Why? Ah, are you not tired? So that was me flinging the straw over to Bertha to hand out this week. My straw of the week goes to, um, is it Julie? Is her name Julie? Julie, you know me, hate you truly. From my nose to my toesies. Um, no, it's Julia. Julia Hartley Brewster. Is it Brewer? Yeah, Julia Hartley Brewer. My straw goes out to her. She's a talk radio breakfast show presenter who is a journalist, broadcaster, commentator, and just an idiot. That's all she is. She forgot to add that to her bio. Idiot would would just just summed up the whole thing perfectly. So if you people don't know, Marks and Spencers, Marks and Sparks, and Maness um, recently released um, hijabs um, as part of school uniform. Obviously, all of the seasoning deficient human beings lost their damn minds. It's as if Scotch bonnet pepper had entered their food. They were all like, <laughs> they were so they were so bothered by the fact that Marks and Spencers now has school uniform hijabs because, as far as they're concerned, this is sexualizing young girls um, because if you're hiding their hair, that means that you are saying that their hair can provoke sexual feelings in men. Um, they say that this is encouraging Islamist extremist notions and normalizing it within our society. They say a lot of things and all I want them to say is, how do I season my food? That's the only thing that they really, really need to be saying. But they're not saying that. I wish they'd say, how do I moisturize my foot bottom? Because you know, racist white people always have the crustiest back foot. Crustiest back foot. Just the heel, the back of their heel looks like the Sahara Desert. Just dry. Just dry. Oh God. And then they have the audacity to now wear sandals. But sometimes, or they'll wear Crocs. They'll wear Crocs. So now that dry foot bottom is always hanging off and sticking back. Dry like their opinions. That's the thing. I think that their foot bottom looks like that because it replicates their opinions. That's why I always appreciate the ones that wear socks and sandals because I don't need to see your whole dry foot back. Keep it where it is. Um, yeah, they all lost their minds. They all lost their fucking minds because they were like, oh no, this shouldn't be happening. And I was on LBC talking to, is it Sheila? Whatever her name is. I was speaking to her about it and she was just like, she's weird because she was like, um, I believe that parents should have the choice to, um, you know, encourage their children within their religion. I think that, you know, all of these things should be open to discussion and da, da, da. So I come on air and I'm just like, I agree with what you just said. I think it's down to parents. Parents send their children to do Holy Communion and all of these girls are rolling around in their little white dresses and little veil. What does that signify? Huh? Does that not sexualize them? Why does the, why does the dress need to be white if not to... Um, speak to their virginity and therefore their purity don't start me because i will drag every fucking religion if that's what you want us to do i'll drag everybody and i'm saying that as a fucking christian i'll drag everybody don't come for don't come for muslims under my watch 
I just won't stand for it. I just, I don't like Islamophobia. I don't like any sort of phobia phobia. I don't like it except for arachnophobia because spiders are yucky. But anyway, I don't like it. I really, really don't like it. And I thank God that I have a Muslim stepdad. If it wasn't for my Muslim stepdad, I don't think I would have learned a lot of things passively as I've learned it and just been open to that. Like just that understanding what is your fucking business if they're covering a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old's hair? Why? And you know, most times these young girls want to cover their hair because they see that their mum, you know, their mum's doing the same thing and they want to look like their mum. Like, even if they don't want to, want to, want to, there's a lot of things that young children don't want to do, but their parents, due to how they're living and their, the way that they have their lives, they want their children to meet them and match them at that place. When the child's old enough, when the girl's old enough, she can always be like, boom, I don't want to wear the hijab. I've got lots of Muslim female friends who are just like, yeah, after a certain age, I didn't want to wear the hijab anymore. And so they didn't. You know, the choice is there. Stop. Liberation and freedom look so different to every single body. Stop pushing your dry fucking seasonless bullshit, upholding white supremacist patriarchal, patriarchal nonsensical liberation on everybody else. Liberation looks different to everybody. The feminism in Nigeria is not the same feminism in the UK. It's not the same feminism in um, Jakarta. It's not the same feminism in wherever the fuck else. It's not the same. Let everyone do it as they wish to do it. I don't know what it is with white people and their obsession with freeing, as it were, uh, Muslim women from their hijabs, their niqabs, their burqas. No one asked you. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Just go away. Oh, it's so oppressive. It's so oppressive. You know what's oppressive? You know what's oppressive? Your Sunday roast, Sheila. Your turkey at Christmas, Sally. Those, those things are fucking oppressive. I'll tell you that. They oppress the chicken and the turkey are oppressed and the beef is oppressed because they just, they wanted to die for a good cause. They wanted to die for some seasoning and you didn't even give them that in death. You killer. How about that? You just let them die for no reason. Yuck. Anyway, that's oppressive. The fact that you don't know how to just move your finger like this, bling, 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 and put Maggie on food like that, that is oppressive. That's, that's what really oppresses me, if we're being honest. And you want to talk about the fact that, oh, in some way, way you found, um, is it Aura? Um, the modesty and all of that, like the, that's why they're, they're doing, um, covering their hair. Um, you say that, these people are sexualizing the children by putting them in hijabs. But you go to Primark and you buy your child, your four-year-old daughter, you buy her little thongs and a little crop top that says babe or hot stuff on the front of it. Why is your four-year-old wearing anything that fucking says hot stuff? Why is she wearing anything that says babe? Is she a pig? Is she a pig? Oh, so you can sexualize your child and you see that as liberation, but then you want to tell them not to allegedly, allegedly sexualize their children by making them wear a burqa. It looks like to me, like all of you then are sexualizing children, but you don't see it that way. And you know what? I don't, I don't see that as um, sexualizing a child, but you know what? I'm just here minding my business. It's so easy to do to mind your own business. I know that there's a long ass debate that we can have about the whole thing that, oh, 
But why do women have to be the ones to cover their hair and da 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 and da 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 da? But your nuns do it. You don't complain. I don't see you kick up. I don't see any of you man kicking up a fuss to this extent when nuns cover their heads. I don't see any of you man kicking up a fuss when other women wear wigs as part of their religion to, to you know to 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 maintain their modesty. I don't see you kicking up a fuss for that. But it's, it's specifically Muslim um, women that you guys want to target all of your fuckeries towards, and I'm tired of it. It's so it's so drawn out. It's so tiring. It's so boring leave muslim women alone and i feel like this must be definitely the third time that i've said on this show leave muslim women the fuck alone if you're not there to support them against actual patriarchal violences that are inflicted upon them that they are telling you that they want support for then shut up only if they are asking you for the support do that but if they're not just close your mouth just close your mouth and shut the fuck up so my straw goes out to julia a Brewster, she can, um, well, I keep calling her Brewster, it's Brewer. So she likes to brew um, her mum's juices, her mum's vaginal juices. So when she puts a straw in it, she can suck it dry. That's what I want her to do. Anyways, that is the end of the episode for this week. I'm sure it's slightly longer than usual. I feel like this was a slightly longer episode. I feel like my bones. Um, thank you so much for watching, for listening. My name is Kelechi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mother. Um, Extra content, we will be discussing a letter that I received from Layla. Um, it's a really, it's a really interesting letter, basically talking about um a party that she and her partner were at, and just the violence that this white guy thought he could inflict on them because, you know, who you can treat um, you know, people in the LGBTQ community however you like. You can treat black people in the LGBTQ community however you like. And that follows on um, from what we've been talking about with Naomi Hersey. So we'll be talking about that in the extra content. If you want to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. You can join for as little as $1 if you really want to be like that. But I'd prefer if you started with as little as $3 a month to support the ting, the the podcast is only really here for another, what, five weeks? And then it's gone. So why don't you just support now while you still can? Um, big up my show sponsor, Ibile Botanica. You can get yourself nice goodies on ibilebotanica.co.uk. Once you've chosen your goodies, if you enter, say your mind, all one word, lower case or is it uppercase one of them try them both um you can get yourself a discount on all your purchases so you can get some yourself some herbal smokables some herbal teas and some nice balms for your body so your body can glisten like my own <laughs> yeah you can get yourself some nice stuff there you can get yourself a yoni steam the herbs for your yoni steam as well but it's been real follow me on at collection of cough or at say your mind pod and like i said send me your affirmation card bits let me see what you've been up to with the affirmation cards. If you also have tarot cards that you use with them as well, well, send them my way too. Other than that, stay peaceful, everybody. Keep your, your genitalia lubricated and keep your skin moisturized and just keep your foot bottom also moisturized. I appreciate you greatly. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Could let you find it
And she's one of a kind, don't say you're mine, say you're mine